It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card, you call the number for help, and can't get a hold of anyone. If you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right, a real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Magic Johnson announced his HIV diagnosis on November 7, 1991, just two months after Cookie and Magic were married. That year, AIDS had become the number one cause of death for men between the ages of 25 and 44. 157,000 people had died from what doctors considered an AIDS epidemic. At the time, Magic Johnson was one of the most famous athletes in the world, having won five NBA championships with the L.A. Lakers. Magic's press conference remains one of the most unforgettable moments in sports history. In an instant, Cookie's life was turned upside down in front of the entire world. In private, she was brought to her knees. For the first time, Cookie is telling her story in her new book, Believing in Magic. I just want to remind the world that in 1991, people were still very, very afraid of AIDS. It was still like you can't touch a person, hug a person. Right, you know? right. You know, that time, was it was a really scary time because the people had just started hearing about, yeah. you know, AIDS. And they and it's funny because they heard they heard AIDS, but they never heard about HIV. Yes. You know, HIV is a virus all, that causes thought, AIDS. Yes, so we all thought it was go, the same thing. Yeah, you just go straight to it's AIDS, AIDS and it's death. So it was a scary time. It was a scary time for us. It was a scary time for, you know, a lot of people. And, and um, then your husband, Irvin Magic Johnson, sort of became, not sort of, became the face for what was possible. I mean, I have to say that when that announcement, I, we all remember where we were, I don't think anybody believed that we'd be sitting here 25 years right. with Magic with no. us. Nobody No, they used that. to say he's in denial. Yeah. That's the first thing, right after that conference, all the you know yes. press, after that, oh, he's in denial. Yeah. He has no idea. You know, really? <laughs> but the truth is, yeah. you, you all didn't know either, no. right? No. And now you, you have 25 years decided to tell your story, my story of love, overcoming adversity, and keeping the faith. Believing in Magic, great title, by the way. <laughs> Thank great, you. Great, 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 great title. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think it was important 25 years into the marriage for you to tell your story? Well, first of all, it's just a good time for me and my life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the kids are grown and, um, you know, I started my business. So, you know, I have my thing going on. He has his thing going on. But 
when I when I started my denim line, and I, I used to go around, I did personal appearances in stores yeah. and stuff. Cookie John said, I'm wearing the jeans. That's why I'm in jeans, and she's all pretty fired up in the dress. I have to wear my jeans, my cookie jeans. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. So when I did my personal appearances, uh, women would come up to me and say, I came, I wanted to come say hello to you because you have no idea. They would pull me aside. Not, they didn't come just to see the jeans. They came to tell me that, you know, your story has inspired me. Your story helped save my marriage or your story, you know, I have a family member with HIV and mm -hmm. your story helped us. Um, and that kept happening time and time again. And you could see that even though people had similar stories, not necessarily HIV stories or AIDS stories, mm -hmm. that the faith part, the standing by, believing, overcoming adversity part yes. that you speak of yes. in, in believing in magic was what people were connecting to. Yes, it was. Uh -huh. Yes, it was. Yeah. And, and because I never could have made it through without that faith. Yeah. You know, and you know, and I could I could start telling you about the journey about that, but because you know God was all in it, and but God is never not in it. No, <laughs> but my and my life too from the very beginning. Yeah. I just felt like He's always drawn me to Him. Yeah. Um. And and so I I felt that you know. I had to find out what my purpose was. Yeah. What did he want me to do? Well, know? it's interesting because I just finished reading the book last night and I was thinking, whoa, you are a determined woman. You must have had a call deeper than most people. You literally got stood up, not at the altar, but you and Magic were engaged twice. Twice. Twi not once, twice. twice. I know, a lot of people didn't know that. <laughs> I always say, when people show you who they are, believe them. The first time, then the second time, right. then, a, then a third time. He tried to break up a third time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At what point in the relationship did you have to go to your inner spiritual connection mm -hmm. to something bigger than yourself, to God? At what point, literally, in the relationship did you have to go to your knees? In the beginning, it was when we, when we broke our first engagement. Yeah. I was devastated. Yeah. I was devastated because, you know, it was an announcement the whole world knew. Yeah. And I was just in the beginning stages of starting to plan the wedding yeah. so looking for a church so you were humiliated you were publicly totally humiliated. publicly humiliated yeah. yeah and then you know like how do i show my face at work yeah you know and after you've told everybody it's like your whole world is crushed at, at 26 you know a young no. 26 year yeah, old yeah, yeah. you thought your whole entire world was crushed mm -hmm. and at that point that's when i had to reach back and find god you know god was always in my life i was always going to church i used to go to the bible study sometime in high school but then you kind of went away from it when you went to college, you know, yeah. uh, hanging out and whatever. But at this point, I was close to a nervous breakdown, I felt. Really? How do I recover from this? How do I tell my friends? How, you know, how do I show my Because your identity was, was tied to that. Totally tied yeah. to him. Yeah. Totally tied to him. And so that's when I, I, I said, you know, I just started praying on the Lord. You're going to have to help me with this. And one day I was talking to my girlfriend who was married to a player also. And she told me her story. Um, she said that when she went through that, uh, that she just, she just decided that she needed to connect with God. And she said, and what you have to do is you have to figure out you know, you have to go to God and then find out what is your purpose in life and what makes you happy. Yeah. Let's focus on you. And the point of me spending all this time talking about what happened before you got married is that you went through a lot, a lot of yes. years, a lot yeah. of breakups, a lot of that. Then you get married. <laughs> 
And two months after you're married, yes. he comes home, he calls you and says, I need to talk to you. Yes. In that voice of, you know something's wrong, but you don't know what, what it really is. What did you, from the time he called you to the time he actually got home, what did you think it was? Because your mind goes through. It was crazy. You know, I thought, uh, is he going to... Like, is it the marriage? Is he going to break up with me again? What, what is it, you know? And then I thought... Is it something with the coaches? Is, yeah. Is it something with the... Yeah, yeah. is he going to change the team? He didn't yeah. like his coach? I didn't know. And then I thought, well, is he sick? Maybe he's sick, you know, because uh, he did say that he had to go see the doctor. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is that? I, I didn't know. I just, you know, fear just started, you know, right. taking over me. And I just didn't know what to do. And then I got the phone call. And, I, and it just, you know, I don't know, just fear took over me. And I, I just had to, Because you could you tell know, in his tone that it was something. It was something mm -hmm. bad. So he comes home. Are you home alone when he comes home? Well, yeah, I'm home alone. And he finally walks through the door. And I, at this point, I'm kind of shaking because I'm like, what, what is, is it? it? Yes. What could it be? Yes. You know? Um, and he came in slowly and he just, you know, he said, I don't know how else to, to tell you. I'm just going to tell you. And I'm like. What? You know, and, and it's so funny because I literally joked and said, what, you going to tell me you got AIDS or something? You know, I, I literally joked and said that. And he was like, yeah. What? I have HIV, the virus that causes AIDS. And I was just like, oh, my God. It, it was like time stopped. I, like, froze. You know, I'm standing there looking at him, and I couldn't move. And a moment later, like, tears are flowing down and and I was like are you sure this is you know did they make a mistake is it yeah you know and he said well I'm going to we have, I have to go to the doctor tomorrow to to double check mm -hmm. um well he said he took a test so he's waiting you know we gotta wait till the, the test comes back but I gotta take you tomorrow and get you tested Whoa, then dude. that was another fear yeah I'm like oh my god my, you know myself and then I thought oh my god I'm pregnant what mm -hmm. about the baby you know, and it was just like, I, it took every every strength in me to, to keep standing. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, we, and then I just, you know, I don't know, I just grabbed him and I hugged him and, you know, we hugged each other and we just cried together, um, you know, and it was silence. And then he, he pulled himself back and he said, you know, you can leave me if you want. I, I totally understand. I, I would not want to put you through this. And that's when I was just like, I just kind of like slapped him and said, are you are you kidding? No, I love you. We're gonna we're gonna figure this thing out. We're gonna figure this thing out together, you know. And and then the next thing we did was we got on our knees and we prayed and we asked God for a miracle, um, and asked God to give us strength to mm -hmm. make it through this. Were you asking for a miracle for a cure? Were you asking mm -hmm. for life? Were you asking for? Or just for all or just of it, help. all of the above. <laughs> yeah, all of the above. <laughs> but the first thing, of course, you're thinking of a miracle for you know a cure. Yes. You know that he would miraculously be healed. Yes. You know. Yes. Yeah. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. 
APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. And so then you go and get tested, and it was 12 days, I read, yes. here. That was 12 awesome. days. Oh Are you still believing in magic in those 12 days? <laughs> no, I have to tell you, it was a little bit, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of both. Um, but you know, I never, um, because you're in the midst of it, and we're talk and we're talking life and death. I never thought once that I didn't want to be with him, and I didn't want to love him, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to stay married. Never once did, did I. Did you think ask that. the why me question though? Did you yeah, not later. get angry? Um, not, not really. I was too scared to get angry. Okay. Did For you... some reason, I had more, I, I got scared and had fear before I had anger. Okay. Yeah, you jumped to stage. Yep. Did you not yep. want to know who, when, how? Later on, of course, mm -hmm. you know, once things settled down a little bit, then I started wondering, you know, and... You describe and, a moment yeah. where he goes into the room, he closes the yeah. door, and he's calling all the Right, women, and that... that that's calling really all the women crazy. he's been with, and yeah. one of the things I thought, that that could have took a couple of days. Yeah, it did. No, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, it did. I would say that and would that not be a like... a wake-up call for me. I was take like, a couple okay. days to call all the women you've been with. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that part I didn't like much. That part hurt, you know, a little bit. But was that a wake-up call for you because you had been thinking what? No, I, you know, it's really interesting, Oprah, because it's like with our relationship being, you know, um, long distance most of the time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it was like when we were together, everything was peachy cream, mm -hmm. everything was great. You know, so when when we weren't together. It's not that I said, hey, go do whatever you want to do. No, we had a real relationship. It wasn't like that. But So were you under some kind of illusion that you were the only one? Well, here's what, the, what I, I had to do, which I think most women, at some point, you're going to just have to do it. You have to assume a certain amount of trust. Mm -hmm. So I decided to trust him. Mm -hmm. I decided to trust him. And yes, I trusted that he was not out there doing all that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, and then he had to trust me also. So, yes, I did trust him and mm -hmm. think that he, I didn't think he was out there doing all that. Mm. No. You know, and then if he was, you know, when things came up, we broke up, you know, whatever, when things happened. But um, you can't have a relationship without having trust. Mm -hmm. So you have to say to yourself, 
I just, I'm just going to have, I, I trust him. So when he goes into the room and he's making all the phone calls, you were saying in the book, um, Believing in Magic, that that was, that was difficult for you and in some ways painful. I don't remember the exact words, mm -hmm. but painful. And when I read that, I think, oh, painful because now you have the realization. You come yeah. face to face with yeah. the realization yeah. that there were, were a lot of other women right. other than yourself. Right. But we also have to remember, too, that with HIV and AIDS, mm -hmm. you could have been with somebody for 10, uh, 10 years ago. Yeah. And it could have been that person. Yeah. So you have to call people from 10 years, well, almost. You, you know what I'm saying? So at what point, you know, are these... Uh, you know, old relationships, are they new relationships? I don't know. I didn't mm -hmm. ask all those questions. Mm -hmm. I just know he had to make some phone calls. Make some phone calls. Um, and, you know, again, there was a lot of breakups in the middle of that, that road to there. Um, there that you all there, had had. Yes. Yeah, there yeah. were two four-year breakups by the time we got yeah. to this, the point that we're talking about right now. Yeah, which I got is that. marriage. I got that. Yeah. So one of the reasons why you slapped him is because you were committed to the vows that you had said just right. two months earlier. Those right. vows meant to death do us part through yeah. sickness and in health meant something to you. They did. Yeah. And the love that and we, the love we that shared. Because yeah, yeah. we, you know, he genuinely did love me and I genuinely loved him from, you know, from That's way back, which in. is why That's we why kept you... coming back to each yeah. other. But it's just that, that, that deep love that we had in the beginning because I met him as Irvin, not as Magic. And he was that fun-loving, very generous guy with the big laugh and the big smile and the big eyes. You know? That is who he That's is. That's who I fell in love yeah. with. So did faith, a belief in God, trusting that it would all be all right, is that what got you through that time? Because obviously he started a regimen of antiretrovirals. Mm -hmm. The rest of the world doesn't even know what that is. Right, I think right because of Magic Johnson, we got introduced to that in a way that we would have, wouldn't have understood. Right. He's like our family member getting treatment. But what actually got you through it? God. God. God got me through it. Mm -hmm. and, and deepening my faith mm -hmm. and reading the word and understanding, you know, like when you want God to give you a miracle, you have to understand how to get that miracle. You can't just say, Lord, give me a miracle and it's just going to happen. Like, you can, but, you know, you also got to work for it in a sense. So you have to understand his word and what does he say about faith. Mm. So you find out that that's one of your scriptures that you can hold on to when you're believing for a miracle with health or something like that, when you want to be healed. And so you learn, I learned all those scriptures and those promises that God, you know, you were actually us. going to uh, Bible study, correct? Yeah, I started then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't used to go to SSN. I was I always went to church, mm -hmm. but I, it, it was religion. I went to church, mm -hmm. you know, on a Sunday, and I felt like a good girl, mm -hmm. you know. But this meant you got to dig in deep. I need, you know, I need. Yeah. To, what does just, my religion and my faith really mean? Right, how does that show up for that's me? That's right. But life? how do you use it? Yeah. Like, and how do you develop? I had to learn. I had to understand too, and that's what my friend was telling me. You have to learn to develop a relationship with God. You know, not just with religion, going to yes. church, but with God himself. Mm -hmm. Develop a relationship with the two of you. And how you do that, you pray and you praise. But you, I didn't know that until I started going to Bible study. And they teach you that. Mm -hmm. You know, like they taught us the proper way to pray. The, they taught me, you know, 
praising him and how if you praise God that he comes down, you know, he inhabits the praises of his people. So when you praise him, he just comes down and he's right there with you and he, you know, right in the midst of you. And, you know, I didn't know any of that until I started going to Bible study and started studying the Bible mm -hmm. and understanding the word. Well, makes as you're saying that, it makes me think of one of my favorite books, Alice Walker, The Color Purple. And mm -hmm. what the character Suge says to Celia at the end of the book, God gets pissed if you don't notice the color purple. Mm -hmm. And Celia says whatever she says, and, and then Suge says, because what God loves most is praise. What God loves is... That's right. Yeah. God loves That's praise. That's right. That's like the answer, the key to everything, yeah. really. Yeah. And so I gained strength from him. You know, from from the word and and leaning on those words and using those words all the time, and even though Oprah, I know I said you know that my husband's going to be healed and um, and I believe it and I still believe that he is healed. You know, 25 years later, you know, of course it wasn't this big miracle where it's completely gone, but you know, it, God can heal people through doctors, through medicine. Mm -hmm. You know, the medicine and, was available to help him live a quote normal life mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he became the face of that in a way right. that i mean so i think god used him yes no question about yes. that. yes yes for yes. our time that's right yeah yep yep and sometimes our trials are for a reason yes and it's for us to learn but it's also for us to give back to the world you know yes. to whatever that lesson was yes Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Irvin Johnson III, known as EJ, was born just seven months after Magic Johnson announced his HIV diagnosis. EJ, like his mother, was not infected with the virus. In 2013, a video of EJ holding hands with a male friend went viral. The day after the video was released, Magic showed his support for his son. EJ would go on to star in two reality shows, Rich Kids of Beverly Hills and EJ NYC he became known for his gender-bending style. Let's yeah. talk about EJ. <laughs> you begin the chapter talking about the twirling skirt with the colors that yes. your mother was wearing yes. and how fascinated he was by the twirling skirt that your mother right. was wearing, right? Yeah, this was about three years old and that's, it was after his glasses. Mm -hmm. The minute he got his glasses, Oprah, he just started walking around the room like, oh my God. Really? Look <laughs> at the colors, look uh -huh. at the things, you know, and he would start touching things. So like he would, if I had this on, he would come over and look at the prints and yeah. feel the fabric and, you know, he loved things like that. And, and, um, and 
my mother wore like full skirts then because that was in, in style and he just loved it. He wanted to wear a skirt like her and twirl around in it all the time. And he would say, Granny, put on that skirt and let's, let's twirl, let's dance, you know, and she would uh -huh. twirl around with them, you know. You tell a very funny story of being in T-ball and waiting for him to get the ball. Yeah. And he's like over picking some yellow flowers. Going, Mommy, look, Mommy, look, look at the flowers. flowers. I picked them for you. And I'm like, Oh my god. Boy, get the ball. Did you get the get ball, the ball. <laughs> That's what I knew. Okay. Then my husband said, okay, stop. No more sports for him. He's yes. good. Was you know? Magic upset that he wasn't the sportsman? No, he wasn't upset about that because he knows from time to time that, you know, a lot of um, athletes. Yeah, children, want, their, want their kids yeah, to. Yeah, they be. have to live in that limelight. They have yeah. to live in that, and, and it's too hard. So when he saw that, that, he didn't have a problem with that at all. You know, he said, let him do what he wants to do. But I don't think he realized at that time that what he wanted to do was be, wear girly stuff and yeah. be girly. Then there was a moment in Hawaii, I think you were, you were on vacation. Yeah, by that time he was an adolescent. He was probably 12 or so. Um, and I saw him with one of his friends and they were sitting in the chairs. And you know, like, you know, that's around the time when they started looking at boys and girls and whatever. Um, yeah, I think it was 12 or 13. And these boys walked by and I was sitting behind them. I don't even know if they knew I was back there. And the boys walked by and, and he was like, oh, I like that. And I'm thinking, where's the girl? <laughs> that was a boy. <laughs> and then it dawned on me. Okay, so this is it. He's not going to change. He hasn't not changed. Not Don really confirmed. Confirmed you for knew, me. Yes. You knew. You yes. knew. Yes. Moms know. And you know, and when a child is like that from the very beginning, because then you start going back to three years old, four years old, five years yeah. old, he never changed. And so I pulled him aside and I told him, I asked him about it. And he said, I said, I saw you watching that guy. I said, so do you like boys? And he said, he just looked at me, he got really quiet. He didn't know how to answer me. I could tell he was thinking. And he said, finally, he said, yeah, maybe. And I was like, I said, it's okay if you do. I saw you and I'm okay with it. I'm just letting you know that it's okay with me. Yeah. You know, and he said, Because that is the biggest you, fear that every gay mm -hmm. person I've ever talked to, because we used to do coming out day on the Oprah show. Mm -hmm. The biggest fear everybody has is that I will be rejected and I won't be loved. Right. Yeah. Right. So you told okay. Magic, you had yeah. to tell your husband. Yeah, after I had that conversation with him, I said, I'm going to go tell him because he needs to be okay with this too. Yeah. So and he I was talked not to, okay with it. Not at first. Not at not first. Not at first. So he brought him in the room and he told him, you know, he, he said, your mother tells me that, you know, you might be gay. And he said, so I just want you to know that that's not my first choice for you. And I'm not really happy about that. But if that's really who you are, then okay, I'll accept it, you know, but was I just- Was he angry? Was he- He wasn't angry, he was firm. Yeah, was and, there lots of tears, lots of drama? A, to... a little bit of tears, just a little bit on my part, mostly. EJ held him back a little bit. He, I, I could see the sadness on his face, but he, he left. Your father then says I'm disappointed. Irvin, you know, I said, Irvin, I can't, I can't believe you did that. I said, because you gotta remember, he is, he is who he is and he's gonna be who he is. You know, you can't change him like that. Then the next day he went back. The very next day he went and grabbed him and he told him how sorry he was and he told him how much he loved him and he said no matter what, you know, I'm, I'm getting tears in my eyes. makes me teary too. 
He said, no matter what, I am going to always be here for you. Mm. He said, and, and I, you know, he said, it was just a shock to me and I didn't know how to react to it. Mm. And I'm so sorry, you know, and then they both cried and hugged. And, and then that was, that was it. And from that day forward, we were both. So in here's the big question. You're Christian. You believe in the word. Yeah. You live by the word. How did you reconcile what Christianity says about being gay yeah. with your loving of your son and yeah. still remaining Christian. Yeah, that was a very hard thing for me. That was a very, very hard thing for me. Mm -hmm. I tried everything, but, you know, finally I just said to myself, this child is innocent. He was like this when he was a baby. It can't be wrong. Mm -hmm. It can't be wrong, you know, and again, you were brought to your knees. Yes. So I had to pray about it. And so this was one of those moments where I had to go directly to God and I prayed and God, you know, the answer I got back was love. And he said, you know, I give you all great gifts and the greatest of that gift is love. And so that's when I knew I could love my son and, you know, support him on who he was and you know and I was okay with it because I, I made peace that, with that I made peace with God with it so I'm good yeah it's out there so yeah. recently I think there was some kind of crazy rumor that he was transitioning and he responded yeah. to it is is he going to no, transit no, no he's no. just he's just no, a gay he, man he's just young and he's experimental you know uh -huh. what I mean they're all kids are young and experimental and he loves fashion so for him, yes. it's more about fashion than it is about trans transitioning. Mm -hmm. It's it's right, right now. It's more about fashion. And he's never mentioned that to me that that's what he's interested in or wants to do. If he you know, came home and said, "I now want to be uh, a woman," would you be okay with that? Yeah, I would have to deal with it. We yeah. would we would have to deal with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we would do what we needed to do to take care of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'd be but back on your to, knees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would be there to support him, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I know deep down that's, you know, who he is. Now, what is actually also, I think, not shocking, but probably surprising to a lot of people who will read this, is that after you'd been through everything, <laughs> everything, you'd been standing by and going through the adversity, there came a point in your marriage where the marriage was really strained and you all separated. And we, how y'all did that in the tabloids and find out, I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I know. How did that happen in the tabloids? I know. get that story. Well, because it was really quick. Yeah. It was like two weeks. Okay. Yeah, it was two weeks. But yeah, you know, as a marriage, you know, transitions and, and, and the journey goes on. What happens is sometimes, you know, the wife and the kids kind of move this way and, and you know, your husband and he's yeah. out there working. Because you were mothering. And, and I wasn't working at the time. Yeah. So I was I was most all into mothering. And he's into business. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so it kind of pulled us apart a little mm -hmm. bit. And on his side, he was building his businesses. He was getting bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, and his ego was getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, so it, it just all became about work for him. Yeah. You know, everything was about work and how great we're doing and this and that, you know. And so then he would just 
he was always well, at he was work creating or, another identity yeah know, and, a, and another world yeah. you know and another world like he was always at you know you know the people at work are getting together to watch the football game or we're at work we're going here we're doing that and then he started going out with them more you know going out partying and stuff like that and, oh yeah you, you write know? about a really really yeah a yeah so the night he got his start there was a big party oh yeah and, hollywood walk of fame yeah, yeah and then it just kind of came to a head for me you know and um we were at the party and he was dancing with some girls and i was walking out i was like okay so you know I'll dance, let's dance together or whatever. And he's like, and what you no. establish in, in the book is that you all are, you know, l l like seven and I do this. You go to party, you go your separate ways. But in the end, when it comes to the dance floor, right. you know, we're going to get together. But right. I'm not like by, you know, I'm not like tied to your side. Not right. to be by your side every moment. Right. So you all have that kind of relationship. Right. Yeah. But this particular time, it was like, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want you dancing with me. I'm going to dance with these people over here I'm just I'm always you know mm -hmm. so that kind of got to me because you know it had been boiling 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 yeah. anyway mm -hmm. and I lost it and said some things and then he said some things and so we were that was our first kind of spat in public kind of thing mm -hmm. um, and then I left I got my friend took me home and I just left um, and then we we had a conversation about it at home afterwards and you know we both have felt like we were just kind of growing in two different ways Cookie says guidance from their pastor and friends, plus a lot of prayer, helped bring the couple back together. In Believing in Magic, Cookie writes, we made an agreement. No matter what we were going through or how difficult it became, we would always talk about it. And that is a promise that we've kept. You know what's so interesting? When I first saw this as a title, I thought, wow. I think this is what every person, certainly every man and woman in relationship really want is for somebody to believe in them. Mm -hmm. What did he think when you told him that this was going to be your title? What did he think or say? You know, it's interesting because we, we played with it a lot, you know, and he's very supportive of me being my own woman mm -hmm. and being doing my own thing. And so when we talked about that and I brought it up to him, he was like, but it's really true. <laughs> he's like, I like it because it's really true. Um, and I was surprised because, you know, like he, I thought he was going to say, no, this is about you. Yeah. But he said, no, I like it. It's really true. And it, and it, and it, it's, it shows who we are basically. Wow. Mm -hmm. It represents us. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> appreciate it. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, it's fun, 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 fun. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah. The charcoal mask, great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice, I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.